Now you take on more responsibility and you hold accountability to yourself, not to anyone else, but to yourself. You now set the higher standards. I'm Dr. Sal, and welcome to our podcast, HealthQuest, your guide to God's will for better health. If you like our show, please subscribe to us and give us some reviews so that we can reach out to more people in reaching and getting God's word out there to improve everyone's health. Let me give you a little background of my story as to what my objectives are as far as helping my fellow man. I became a physician years ago because I wanted to be a healer. And, but prior to that, what started it all was my interest in getting into bodybuilding and building my body up. Yes, I was that 97 pound weakling uh, that inspired me to want to build myself up. Eventually, I joined the original powerhouse gym in Detroit. And it's not a matter of going to the gym and working out with weights and even running marathons. But 85% of your endurance, your stamina, your building muscle mass is all what you eat. I've encountered individuals that ran marathons that were still overweight because they would still go out and eat McDonald's hamburgers or fast foods, realizing that they, uh, even though could run 26 miles, were still jeopardizing their health by the types of foods that they were eating. I came to learn as a physician that 85% of our health is truly what we eat. We as Americans, and even as physicians, have fallen away from understanding that what we ingest is truly our way to health. If you take a look 100 years ago, if you had some kind of malady and saw a physician, that doctor would basically denote the idea that you were either vitamin deficient or even mineral deficient and would alter your diet in order to get you healthy. It wasn't a matter of just writing a prescription and getting a pill and resolving your underlying issue. When we come to define health, particularly in America, if we take a look at our population, we are 5% of the world's population consuming 85% of the world's pharmaceutical medications. We are consuming that many drugs in the United States. Now, you could be on six different medications and your blood pressure is fine and your vitals are fine and now your cholesterol is fine. And now we're saying you're healthy, but you're still on drugs. And that's really not a true picture of health. Our objective here at the podcast is making you understand what was God's will for us to be healthy. God put all the antidotes in the foods that we eat. But I'm not talking about processed foods that you get at a fast food restaurant or the, the chips and, and all the uh, snacks that you buy at a gas station. We're not talking about that kind of food, folks. We're trying to expand your mind in being more aware of the stuff that you're putting in your body. The other objective really is, is to understand how our mind thinks. So many of us are carrying around weights on a mental scale that we are not even conscious of. 
And the objective is, is, as Jesus Christ said when he was hanging on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. You have to take that and look deep into what he was trying to say. That we're walking unconscious or unconsciously. And these are some of the objectives as to what we're going to address in the podcast and on our show. And we're going to go over the physiology and the anatomy of how all of this works. You'll start to see how God's miracles of creation were made in such a way that either it works in our favor or we can allow evil in and use those same principles to work against us. We're looking forward to working with you and hopefully start to shine more light on the miracle that God created, which was you. You are the greatest miracle in the universe. Your mind is one of God's most important ideas and objectives as to trying to captivate so that we can work in alignment with his will, his thoughts, and literally bring heaven on earth. And the only way to do that is by you bringing heaven on earth first in your life, and that way you could share that with others. Our objective is, is to get you to love yourself so that you can love your neighbor. As Jesus said, love others as you love yourself, as being one of the commandments. If you can't love yourself, then you can't love others. And this is where a lot of our fears, anger, aggressions, sexual desires, trying to have will over somebody else's will, the desire to gain power and control over others, this is where all this is stemming from. By bringing this to light, by creating the awakening, the quickening and seeing what you're thinking, what you're feeling, that's when you start to turn inward and start giving more attention to yourself. But in doing that, you start to shed God's light into the world. Someone once told me years ago, he said, Sal, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. And you'll see how much better you will be at doing your work. Well, what do you mean by that? Improve your communication skills. Improve your health. Improve your relationship with your family and friends. And you'll start to see how you start to apply those applications, those ideas to your job. Because now you take on more responsibility and you hold accountability to yourself. Not to anyone else, but to yourself. You now set the higher standards, the standards that really God wants us to have by achieving a higher level of consciousness and awareness of what's really going on in our life. So what happened to me? Well, I've seen, as I've, I've been practicing now well over 30 years, how medicine has changed in the last 30 years. But it all stems back over the course of 100 years when you start to study the history of medicine. As I said, back in the 1920s, before pharmaceutical companies, a lot of doctors were determining that your underlying cause of your health was because of a vitamin or mineral deficiency. They would alter your diet, and if there were any medications that were given, and of course, medications are chemicals, they would write on the prescription 
the ingredients, and you would literally go to a compounding pharmacy, not a regular pharmacy like we were aware of today, but a compounding pharmacy where the pharmacist would literally compound the medications for you. But we started in the kitchen and try to alter your diet, try to alter your lifestyle to help improve your health. We've discovered over the years that we could have a vitamin B3 deficiency and we saw that happening in and around the turn of the century. And when I say turn of the century, I'm not talking about 2000, I'm talking about from the 1800s to the 1900s. It was an interesting time in man's history when the Industrial Revolution was now underway and big cities were growing. Back in 1890s, to see a building 10 stories high was a big building, but buildings were no more than two, three stories high. But as the Industrial Revolution was starting to grow and we were making structural steel, the buildings were now starting to grow 20, 30 stories high. More people were being condensed into cities because they felt it was easier to get jobs and make a better living. What happened in farming was, is let's say we'll take milk for instance. If you went to a milk farm, the, uh, the farmers milked their cows, they put them in, in um, stainless steel vats, and then they were transported to the city. Now they were transported back in those days on horse and carriage, we didn't have cars. As a result of that, by the time you got that milk and we didn't have refrigeration, and by the time it got to the milk distributors and then were put in glass jars and distributed either throughout the city or picked up at a, at a market, the milk had been sitting out for a number of days and became spoiled. As uh, we were feeding the babies this milk, babies were getting sick, they developed dysentery, and they actually died from dehydration. So when you start to see the history of this, they said, well, what did they do back then? Well, they tried to preserve the milk and they added formaldehyde to the milk. Well, in the 1890s and 1900, the number one cancer in America was stomach cancer as a result of this preservative called formaldehyde being placed in the milk. So they had to stop doing that. So they came up with pasteurization. So all milk was now pasteurized and we realized it was a benefit because now children were not dying from this dysentery because of the excessive amount of bacteria or bad bacteria that was now growing in the milk. Understanding this type of history gives you an understanding as to why even today we pasteurize our milk. But something interesting happened over time and that was refrigeration. Now, I studied in Spain in 1979, and I noticed that we were drinking raw milk in Spain. And at that time, I stayed in a dormitory that was run by a bunch of nuns. And what they would do is they would take this milk in these huge stainless steel uh, pots and put it in the refrigerator for three days. And that would somehow reduce the bacterial count. Although the bacteria in the milk is not all that bad for you because it's just like the bacteria that's in your yogurt. So it helps to build up, almost like a probiotic, helps to build up those gut bacteria, which is actually healthy for you. So we start to look back historically at some of the changes that took place to make or to prevent us from developing diseases. And it was all through diet, understanding nutrition, understanding what we had to do. And the same thing happened with bread. When the wheat was being transported from the farms into the cities, and you opened up a bag, you found out that there were bugs in the bag that were eating up the wheat. 
So they processed wheat and they took out the germ and they took out the husk. Well, the husk provided fiber and the germ provided all your B vitamins as well as omega-3 fatty acids. Well, when that happened, we started developing neurologic disorders such as uh, wet and dry beriberi. The federal government finally realized that this was a problem. And so what they did was after they processed the flour, they had to enrich the flour. And that meant uh, spraying the B vitamins back into the flour to prevent these diseases. Well, if you go to your local grocery store and you take a look at the bread section, you'll see that all the flour has been enriched. That's because we have to put back the vitamins that we took out. But that isn't necessarily the case with all the foods that we actually consume. Eating the natural ways that we did before has become a challenge. But there are now uh, places like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's throughout the country which now provide us with more organic foods that are less tampered with to meet government regulations. And of course, they have to meet government regulations. But all government regulations aren't always healthy for us as well. Please understand that you have a bunch of individuals sitting around a table deciding what's best for us, when really we know more so what's best for us than other people. When we start to align ourselves with God's will and understanding, even biblically, that even at the time um, of the Old Testament, God even taught us how farming techniques. And I recall many years ago, a lot of the Italian immigrants always had a garden in their backyard. It was even something that I noticed growing up in Detroit that was predominantly a black city was that a lot of the southern black folks that migrated to Detroit also had gardens in their backyards. Why? Because most of these people grew up on farms and they were used to eating naturally grown uh, tomatoes or salads or lettuce and various other vegetables that they consumed. It's fascinating how a lot of these people lived between the ages of 85 to 100 and didn't have very many health issues. If you go back even uh, in recent years, back in 1972, we only had four uh, antibiotics in America. So we've seen how over time, we've added more and more medications to our ways of treating people with these disorders that we didn't have 60, 70 years ago. Our food chain has changed. Our eating habits have changed. Our way of life has changed. Our lifestyles have changed. And what's happening? Well, we're falling out of alignment with God's will. We're going to show in our podcast and our show how these changes take place physiologically so we have a scientific basis for what's literally happening to our bodies, how we can go back and adapt to these old ways and regain our health as well. And we're talking about psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And in doing so, hopefully bring heaven on earth. I'm Dr. Sal. I'd like to thank you for joining us on our first podcast. Go to the reviews, give us a good review so that we could reach out to more people. And with time, hopefully do God's will by bringing heaven on earth. Have a wonderful day and God bless you all. Thank you.